0: Hi, I'm Jen Giffen from Shooks and Gift the Podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. The truth was when I was, you know, ages 10 through 14, I exhausted myself trying to do and be whoever these girls wanted me to be in order for them to like me but it was never enough in fact the more I gave of myself the more they took from me they took and they took and I was happy to give because I thought that eventually it would be enough but it was never enough does that sound familiar to you Welcome to the Burned In Teacher Podcast. I'm Amber Harper and the educators on this podcast are brave enough to share their stories of burnout with the world. On BIT, we get real, we get honest, and we take action. Action against the burnout with stories from burned out teachers, advice from experts, and actionable steps you can take today to beat the burnout and become a happier, more fulfilled human being. Let's get started. You know, during my 12-year teaching career, it seemed like there was always something throwing off my lesson plans, mindset, or goals. And when I began to burn out and tried to talk about it, all I heard was join the club, go for a walk, have a glass or three of wine. This is just the way it is. The current challenges you're facing, distance learning, new technologies, higher expectations, discipline issues, a personal crisis, a global pandemic, All of these challenges make your everyday life seem unmanageable, until now. Teacher Burnout has been hacked, and the book is here. In Hacking Teacher Burnout, I share my eight-step process that shines a light on burnout as an opportunity for growth and change, and in it I empower you to become Burned In, a fulfilled, happy, efficient, and effective teacher in the classroom and in life. You'll learn the steps you can take to take action steps based on your burnout type. Feel ready for the next challenge. Thrive, not just survive, personally and professionally. Feel ready for and learn how to grow through your burnout and so much more. Hacking Teacher Burnout is here and ready for you to order on Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com. So go check it out or go to HackingTeacherBurnout.com. To Learn more and place a bulk order for your staff. Take a deep breath because you're about ready to do something big for your burnout. Burn on. Well, hey there, Burned In Teachers. Happy Monday. Thank you so much for tuning into episode 96 of the Burned In Teacher Podcast. This is one part burnout and all other parts action, inspiration, and support for teachers dealing with burnout. I'm your host, Amber Harper, and I empower burned out teachers just like you to believe that they deserve and can achieve a happier and more fulfilled career and life with my eight step burned in process. And let me tell you, today is not going to disappoint. Today we're going to talk all about people pleasing. So if you are burned and over it or burned and unbalanced, especially if you're at a stage one or two of burnout. This one's for you. And I'm going to tell you what, I'm even going to go so far to say that if you are a three, four, or five, because I'm going to talk about some different things that you might be telling yourself that cause you to be a people pleaser, whether you are struggling because you're isolated, frustrated, stressed, anxious, depressed, um, or if you're doing great and you've realized that you've uh, built some habits around saying yes when you are afraid to say no. So let me ask you this. Have you said to yourself, I'm a people pleaser, okay? I I have teachers that tell me this all the time. Amber, I'm a people pleaser. I can't help it. I just don't want to make anyone mad. I mean, how many times have you heard yourself saying things like this? I know I've heard it more times than I can count since working as a teacher burnout coach. And I've heard it so many times that I've decided to, it's sort of a part two to episode 57 where I talked about when and how to say no and yes. So I'm going to reference that episode here today. I'm also going to reference Hacking Teacher Burnout. It continues to come up. It continues to be something that, um, that I have conversations with teachers about a lot. And I have never myself been a self proclaimed people people pleaser in fact I'm sure that there are some administrators out there who may wish that I was more of a people pleaser as a teacher however I will admit something about myself that I don't share very often but I'm sure was very evident in my elementary and middle school days and even sometimes at some points in my adulthood I feel this and it is the fact that I want to be liked I want to be included I would love nothing more than to be invited to all the things, all the time. Now, I know right now during the pandemic, things are different. However, I want to be invited to parties, big or small, going out with friends, new friends, old friends, heck, I don't even care, perfect strangers. (laughs) I want them all to include me and I want them all to like me in whatever they're doing. I want to be included. I want in, all right? Now, that's me getting very vulnerable with you, okay? But let me tell you, it was, now as an adult, I can handle this better and know that it's not realistic to have everybody like me, okay? But when I was really young, I would change anything you told me to change in order to be part of something, especially a certain group of girls that I deemed, quote unquote, the group. And if my mom was sitting here in this room with me right now, she would know exactly who I'm talking about these were the popular girls these are the girls that everybody wanted to hang out with right so my parents knew the names of all of the girls all of the girls in this group and i would have done anything to be considered cool enough to be included in anything that they were doing they were in fact the epitome of what you could imagine i mean if you've ever seen mean girls or clueless yeah that's pretty much that scene (laughs) in fact you know my name is amber Well, when Clueless came out, I was in seventh grade. And when I watched that movie, I was petrified to go to school. This was, I think it was during spring break, maybe when I was down in Florida and I was scared to come home and go to school because of, if you've seen the movie, you know, Amber, right? So in Clueless, there's this, what they call her the quote unquote wannabe. She wanted to be included in everything that the cool girls did. Well, my name was Amber and that was my story at school. I was so scared because sure enough, that was me. And when I went to school, guess what everybody called me? Ambular. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) It has stuck with me to this day, all right? My friends and my family now lovingly call me Ambular. But in middle school, it was death by a thousand cuts every single time I walked into a room. I I still talk about this incredibly hurtful time in my life. and, And here's why I'm bringing it up today, all right? I made choices to give of myself to this group and to do anything that they asked or didn't ask me to do so that I could be included. And there are people in our lives who will either intentionally or unintentionally take advantage of our desire to be included, liked, counted on, or put up on that proverbial pedestal of importance, right? We like a gold star, don't we? I mean, most people do. The truth was, when I was, you know, ages 10 through 14, I exhausted myself trying to do and be whoever these girls wanted me to be in order for them to like me. But it was never enough. In fact, the more I gave of myself, the more they took from me. They took and they took and I was happy to give because I thought that eventually it would be enough. But it was never enough. Does that sound familiar to you? Now I know we're talking about a preteen versus an adult professional like yourself. But it is that experience that I truly believe taught me a really valuable lesson in people pleasing. People in my life will only take what I'm willing to give. And the same is true of you. And if I'm willing to give of everything, if I'm willing to give everything of myself, To the point of exhaustion depression or anxiety they will take it and whose choice was it to give it away in the first place you see some people do this unintentionally though all right they simply ask you to give of yourself of your time of your energy because they're because you're their go-to right they really like you and the way that you handle things they don't realize that they've created a habit of relying on you and that it may have become too much they see no boundaries so they respect no boundaries. However, in my case, when I was a teenager, some people like those girls in my story don't care about the effects of their demands. They know that you'll say yes to anything. They see no boundaries and because of that, they know that you'll do anything they ask because you're afraid of them and they want, and that, that you want to make them happy. I mean, you don't want to let them down or make them mad, do you? right? Or if I don't do it, who will? Or maybe some things that you say to yourself. So you essentially become this martyr where people-pleasing has actually turned people off, which is what I did and which is what in some cases makes people disrespect you. I know it certainly made people disrespect me. You know, People who are people pleasers may say things, and and who are martyrs in this case, and you may have heard yourself say some things like this, I do everything around here, or if I don't do it, no one will, all right? The, The danger in this is, is you might be proud of the fact that you are so good at this thing or that you've always done this thing, but martyrs can become pretty bitter and angry, because their attempts to make other people happy backfires. Because some people take advantage of people like you who are happy or become a martyr of their time and money, right? These are two really important resources. One of them we can never get back. Our time is a non-renewable resource. So we become bitter because we aren't going to get that time back. Another thing is that people-pleasing can actually keep you from reaching your full potential because People pleasers sometimes don't want to be the best at everything they do because they feel that being held to that higher standard and higher regard could lead, in their head at least, to making others feel bad. You may have even got looked over because you didn't take credit for maybe some hard work. You let somebody else take the credit. And there's nothing wrong with giving credit where credit is due, my friend. I'm I'm not saying that you should steal the show and take all the credit if it's not due, But I am asking you to hold your head high and say thank you (laughs) and make sure that it's known that your hard work um, is valued. It's valued by you. It took your hard-earned time and or money to make this thing happen. Listen, the reason that I want to talk about this type of martyrdom and people-pleasing is because I've heard level five burned-in teachers say that they feel isolated in their status, all right, of being a burned-in teacher because they're afraid to share with others how well things are going for them because the other teachers around them might be so miserable and so frustrating and struggling so badly that they don't want to make them feel bad, right? They're watching them. They're You, know, you as that person who's doing all right, that person who's a burn-in teacher, they're watching other teachers be that proverbial fly, right, that I've talked about. I talked about this in my Clarity series, that fly that keeps throwing themselves against the window, right? Doing the same thing and seeing no different results. (sighs) People-pleasing, seriously. It is the key that starts the burnout vehicle. I truly believe it because people who are people-pleasing lack a lot of that clarity that I talked about back in that uh, clarity series a few weeks ago. People-pleasing is the key that starts that vehicle. But if that's the key, if there's a key, then there must be a driver right? So who's that driver? I'm sure you know the answer. It's you. You are the driver. So let's talk about how we can turn this burnout car around, all right? Let's take that key and chuck it into oblivion, shall we? (laughs) All right, in Hacking Teacher Burnout, I talk a bit about how to begin to identify your own problems with identifying yourself as a people pleaser. So in Hack 2, Understand Your Teacher Brand, I write about changing your beliefs and your self-talk. So if you believe that you're a people pleaser and you're verbally putting it out there into the universe or saying it to somebody, I'm a people pleaser, then you will be a people pleaser. It's that be, do, have mentality, right? If you are going to be a people pleaser, you will do the things that people pleasers do and you will have what people pleasers have. Anxiety, stress, resentment, frustration, right? When you state it, you will become it. You do the things that people pleasers do, right? And I relate to this so deeply when I reflect on the power that I gave the group back in middle school, right? These are the things that I did and I want you to see if these are things that you're doing. You say yes to things you want to say no to. You feel responsible for how other people feel. You worry about letting others down. You become a doormat for other people to walk all over. You believe that you're never enough, no matter how much you give. You never take credit for your hard work or the exhaustion that comes with it. You apologize for everything because the thought of anyone being mad at you causes you to become uncomfortable. You avoid confrontation. You don't know how to say no. You change your behavior based on what you think other people want and you love a gold star. You seek approval. You love the recognition no matter the cost. Does any of that sound familiar to you? So according to Amy Morin in 13 Things Mentally Strong People Don't Do, she says that we do this for several reasons. We, we are people pleasers for, for a couple of reasons. I'm going to just focus on two. Number one, fear. What will happen if I say no or step away from this? number two, and I relate to this one so much, learned behavior. People-pleasing can be a learned behavior. I know for me growing up in the Midwest, saying I'm sorry is pretty much the first words that come out of the mouths of toddlers. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but it really is a way that we learn to avoid conflict. The idea is if I apologize right away or if I apologize first, I take the blame for whatever happens and it will keep the peace. All right? So therefore... With all of these beliefs and all of these reasons that we've become a people pleaser and all of these signs and symptoms, we become unbalanced. We become over it because – there's a lot of cause and effect here, my friends – because you are neglecting yourself, your own needs, right, and your values. You become resentful, right, and and for two reasons – You have resentment towards those who are continually taking from you or those who have set boundaries, right? I know that I've talked to several teachers that they say, well, I don't want to leave at 4 because I don't want to be judged the way that I have judged other teachers for leaving at 4 o'clock or leaving at their contract hours, right? You believe that they are not doing enough, Right? You're like, you're feeling that resentment. You're saying, I'm staying here. So why aren't you staying here? I have all these commitments. Why don't you have these commitments? Right? So you have resentment for those who have set boundaries, who have said no, and who aren't exhausting themselves. Right? And that is a choice. Number three, you're unbalanced or over it because you're not enjoying other people or activities because you're leading these things or running these things or helping with these things and you don't really want to be helping. You're thinking about all the the other things you would rather be doing. Okay? And number four, you're burned and unbalanced or over it because you're feeling that obvious stress and or depression that could come with this consistent desire to please, this disease to please. So it's because you're not being true to yourself and your own values. So There are a couple of ways to combat this, all right? Now, I do cover some of these in episode 57, like I mentioned earlier. But I want to talk to you about how you can uh, follow Hack 1. There are a couple of things in Hack 1 from Hacking Teacher Burnout. Begin where you are. And this is knowing who you want to serve the most and who you actually want to please. Who you want to do things for. I call them your people, So if you're a teacher, if you're a first-grade teacher like I was, my main people that I want to please and serve are my first-grade students, okay? I did not desire to serve cross-country runners. So if somebody were to ask me to coach cross-country, I would say no, okay? Or if I was asked to lead a committee um, that I didn't feel served my people, Because I built those boundaries, I would say, no, thank you. But I'm flattered that you asked. All right? And then I would think about what are my core values? What are your core values related to your role in education? Okay? What are your core values, your words you come back to for those you serve in your role and in your personal life? You can have two sets of core values. Okay? I can have values that surround my family. I can have values that surround my people at school. Right? This is essential. Who are you serving and what are your core values? Because if we are a people pleaser, we lack complete clarity on who we are, who we're serving, and why we're serving them. All right? So here's what I want you to do. I want you to strongly consider, and of course I'm going to ask you to get out a notebook and a a piece of paper and a pencil, right? Who are your people personally and professionally? Right now, if you're not married and, and don't have kids, your people could be yourself, it could be your friends, it could be your, your parents, right? Your siblings, whoever it is that you want to be around the most and please the most, right? Professionally, who are those people? Who do you want to please? Because they are why you're in a certain position and why you are with a certain group of people. Number two, what are your values that help you to determine who and why you serve them? Or sorry, how and why you serve them? So you can do some simple research on core values, how to determine them. But I want you then third of all, list all of your commitments. And this could be commitments within your classroom that you've said yes to or outside of your contract hours that you've said yes to. And this could be non-school related too. Right? Are there any other um, things related to your kids and their and their obligations? Maybe they are a cheerleader or a soccer player or um, in basketball. Right? Have you put yourself into a commitment? Said yes to something that you don't want to say yes to. Right? But maybe there are some com- commitments that you really do enjoy doing. All right. List all of those out, and then determine which ones you want to say yes or no to. Now. I, again, I go deeper in this, into this in episode fifty-seven, but and and this is all about um, episode fifty-seven is all about when and how to say no and yes. But here are a couple of ways to stop people pleasing in its tracks today. Number one, I've already addressed this. Stop calling yourself a people pleaser. Change that narrative. When you start to say, oh, Amber, you're the only one who can do this right, or Amber, Mr. Jones is going to be so angry or so let down when you say no to this. Change that to, it is not my job to please everyone. Mr. Jones will easily find someone else who has more time or maybe that thing isn't important enough to continue right now if no one says yes. All right? You are not responsible for keeping things going that no one has time for. All right, maybe it's just time to stop whatever that thing is for right now. Number two, practice saying no, right? Practice does not make perfect. Practice makes better. So practice saying no. So have your partner, your son, maybe your parents, maybe your teacher bestie, whoever. Practice asking you to do things and find ways of saying no that are that sit well with you, okay? Or if you need to step away from something that you've said yes to and you don't want to do it anymore, practice that too, Practice having that conversation. The third thing is, is if someone has been taking advantage of you, schedule a time to talk with them. Guys, this is that scary self-care I've talked about before, all right? You got to have the hard conversations if you want things to change, all right? So when you sit down to talk with them or you have a Zoom call with them, okay, and you want to talk to them about being taken advantage of, use I statements. Don't use statements that start with you, that becomes accusatory and people will get defensive, okay? Use statements such as, I feel stressed that you've asked me to take on so many responsibilities or I, since I have taken on this responsibility, I am finding that I am severely overcommitted. I don't have enough time to be with my family. Rather than saying something like, you're taking advantage of me. You always come to me first. You, are, you always think that I'm going to say, don't start with you, all right? This is actually really helpful in a marriage too or in a relationship. <laughs> Number four, stop believing that you're not good enough or strong enough or that your time isn't valuable enough to guard, right? We guard our money with passwords and and uh, security guards. And you know, we we have these, you know, pin numbers and and all of these all of these boundaries around our money. And that's renewable. We could always make more money, but we can't make more time. but yet, We don't believe that we're good enough or strong enough or valuable enough to say no and guard our time like it's more valuable than money. Because it is. Decide what your time and energy boundaries are. Number five, I want you to practice stalling. When somebody asks you to do something you don't want to do, where you usually would say yes, instead, even if you, because you built a habit, right? You've built a habit of saying yes right away. Instead, say can you get back to me on this? I don't know if I can make that happen or I don't know if I can commit to that right now. I need to check my schedule and talk to my husband or talk to my wife or think about it. You can say, I, I just need to think about it. All right? Stall because that will give you time to literally sleep on it, right? Or really look at your schedule and, th- and think about whether or not you can ha- make the time for this other commitment. Number six, know to your core that you are not responsible for the way other people feel. You get to choose how you use your time and what you do with your time. If you don't believe this, my friend, you will continue to try to please others because you aren't valuing yourself or the desires for your life. Now, I know just as I'm recording this that you may have to go back and listen to this again. All right. Now, of course, I'm going to have detailed show notes. I will have a link to episode 57, a link to Hacking Teacher Burnout, a link, of course, to one of my favorite books to reference, 13 Things Mentally Strong People Don't Do. But it all starts with you. Now, I would love to hear your biggest takeaway. Now, you know that episode 100 is coming out really soon. Episode 100, can you believe it? I would love for you to post a picture of this episode or any episode that you really love and I would love you to post something that you took away. Let's share this burned in message of empowerment. Let's share out to the world that we are strong. We can take our power back, right? We can still be teachers and not be people pleasers at the same time. I know you can do it. So when you share your screenshot of the Burned In Teacher podcast out on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, wherever, make sure to tag me at Burned In Teacher. Now take a deep breath, my friend, because you just took another step to becoming a Burned In Teacher. I'll see you next week. Burn on. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, you can head over to burnedinteacher.com where you can access the entire vault of Burned In Teacher podcast episodes and more information about ways I want to help you go from burned out teacher to burned in human. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would be so grateful if you would head over to iTunes and leave a review and a rating about the burned in teacher podcast. Until next time, take a deep breath because you just took another step to becoming a burned in teacher. Burn on.